welcome in to another episode of Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venosi, joined as always by Tyler Palmatier, and we have a lot to get to today as the spring sports postseason continues to heat up. In just a moment, we will talk with Centennial baseball coach Rob, Rob Boffman uh, to get his take uh, after his team won the district tournament and is in good position now heading into their region tournament. We'll also break down kind of where every sport stands right now in the postseason uh, in our second segment, so be sure to stick around for that. Uh, before we get started, though, I want to remind everybody this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Let's go ahead and welcome in Rob Boffman now. He's going to join us here on screen if you're watching on video. Rob, how you, how you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we, we appreciate you being here. Hey, Rob. And, uh, how you doing? So, Rob, you guys took care of business last weekend in that District 11-4A tournament uh, with three straight wins. I know you guys have, have taken some lumps um, a couple times this year against a really tough schedule, but where do you kind of what do you kind of make of where your team stands right now heading into that region tournament? Well, it's funny you say that because me and our coach were just talking about this the other day about how the last two years we started off pretty slow, but ended up doing all right. We won the district last year, and then actually winning the tournament this year has been a big deal for us because, you know, this year we didn't have the automatic bid. So uh, it was good for us to win the district tournament. So I feel, I feel pretty good. We're playing, we're playing good baseball right now. Hey Rob, this is Tyler. Uh, this is year number 19 for you at Centennial, I believe. Um, I can't believe at a place like that, how many changes you've probably seen. What has the tenure been like? It's probably been more like a, you know, like a journey. Um, you know, actually, to be honest with you, this is my 20th season. Um, but 20th. Yeah. I we could throw that in there just because it sounds better than 19. <laughs> uh, but no, it's my 20th season. You know, I've been, we'll say, cause I started in 04. So maybe it is my 19th. I don't know. We'll, we'll say 20, but anyway, um, it's been great. You know, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to work with, with all the principals who've been at Centennial, um, all the football coaches and basketball coaches who have been at Centennial. Um, I didn't start when the school opened. I came here in 2001, um, but it's been great just from the standpoint of, of me kind of still being here through, through everything that's gone on. And I'm, I'm proud to be the coach here at Centennial. I think we've done some pretty good things through my tenure, um, I've had some absolutely great kids to coach, some great coaches to be around, and it's 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 nice to say I've been in this place for that long. So it's pretty cool. So looking at this year's team, Rob, uh, you got to start with Ryan Sweeney. He's been a, a go-to guy on the mound for you guys and at the plate this year. He was named District Player of the Year uh, for his efforts in, in both those areas. How is everything lined up for Ryan to have you know such a special year this year as a senior? You know, Ryan, Ryan works extremely hard to be good. Um, you know, I think that's, that's what sets him aside from, from a lot of other kids is that every single day he has a routine. Every single day he's doing something to better himself um, as we go forward. So, so again, it's kind of like we talked about earlier with our team is like we try to get better each and every day. And, and that's what we're trying to accomplish. And that's, you know, from from the time Ryan starts in, in August and September 
he has a clear routine and he knows exactly what he wants to do in order to accomplish what he's accomplishing now. And, and he just, his work ethic is great. His attitude is great. Um, I, I really can't say enough good things about Ryan that, you know, he's, he's going to do really, really big things just because of how hard he works and his dedication to what he's trying to do. Hey, you brought in Rob, a, a freshman, Braden Serbin. I hope I said that right. Uh, to yeah, pitch the did. district championship, to yeah, to pitch the district championship game against Brentwood. That's kind of unique. What can you tell us about Braden? You know, Braden Braden earned that this year. Um, you know, when he came in, I had, I I saw him pitch. He he pitches in the same summer organization that I coach in, and and I had the chance to watch him pitch and to know that he was coming here we were really excited about it I didn't realize he was going to be truly that good that he is right now but I mean he's pitched he's pitched against Stewart's Creek he's pitched about pitched against Mount Juliet Franklin Brentwood so he's faced some really good Columbia um, he's faced some really good competition and you know him being a freshman and the other two being seniors we actually have another senior, Eli Lamb, who's just starting to get healthy now again. But to go, we Braden deserved it. You know, he's pitched in some big games for us. Um, we did have a little bit of a, a leeway that, if chances are we did lose, we had an opportunity to come back on Monday and play. But we had all the confidence in the world in him, and you know he he pitched a heck of a game. You know, he gave up eight hits but only gave up one run, which is, which is pretty fascinating when you think about it. Cause I mean, that's a hit every inning and, and he only gave up one run. Um, so that's a credit to his, the way he pitched and, and, and what he got accomplished. So that's only going to help us going forward too, for sure. You mentioned Eli Lamb and that was actually going to be my, my next question. Um, remember last season I got to come out and, and see him pitch. I was actually there really to see AJ Russell pitch for Franklin and, uh, you know, Eli, you yeah. guys had Eli Lamb going that night, and he really went uh, toe for toe uh, uh, with him. That you know, the Tennessee signee who's doing playing really well now for the Vols. Right. But uh, I think you yeah. guys won that game on a walk off single. Anyways, was really impressed with, with that outing, and uh, I know Eli has been kind of the ace for you guys over the last couple of years. Uh, you mentioned he's he's just starting to get healthy. He did throw a complete game against NBA a couple of weeks ago. Right, uh, came in to close your district semifinal win over Franklin. So what what does his availability look like going forward? Is he you expect him to be a full go or are you still kind of working him back into it? No, I'm hoping I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he'll be a full go. Um, the way that the regions are set up uh, this year, which is different from last year. I mean, he's ready to go, whatever we need him to do. Um, if we need him to relieve, he'll be able to come in as a reliever. If, if he needs to start, hopefully we can work it out that way where he can start. But, with the way that the regions are set up this year, I, I mean, our goal is to win two games and then however that works out, that's what, that's what we're trying to get accomplished right now. Uh, Rob, you're obviously going to get a chance to host a region tournament soon. Uh, how big is that number one, just on the competitive side, being at home, but also how has the atmosphere been around your park this season? Uh, the atmosphere is great. You know, we, uh, it's, it's, we have a, a bigger following than normal, but I think it's because we have, I think we have a bigger senior class than what we've had in the past. Um, 
you know, it's always good to be home. You don't have to worry about traveling. You don't have to worry about getting there at a certain time. Um, it creates a little bit more work for everybody, but it's a good work. It's a good work to have. I have some absolutely fantastic assistant coaches. Our athletic administration and our and our AD, Jeremy Moore, have been phenomenal that they really let us coach and take care of the stuff inside the fence that they're taking care of everything out. And it's, it's a huge relief to me to have, to have administrative support and, and coach Moore and, you know, everybody around us that's really supporting us that, that takes that burden off of me and our assistant coaches that we can just worry about everything on the inside. So that's been, that's huge. I mean, can't say enough about our administration and, and, and our athletic director because they do, they make things a lot easier for us that we don't have to worry about it. So it makes playing at home a lot more fun, I think. And you, you mentioned a moment ago that new region tournament format uh, kind of takes an extra minute to, to look at the brackets now with, with kind of the right. double elimination that they've got going on. And, of course, that's ahead of the best of three sectional series as well. So, uh, you know, all the coaches we've talked to on here and elsewhere have, have seemed, to be, uh, seemed to be fans of the new format. Um, are you excited to kind of see how it plays out? Here in its its first year, yeah, I really am, and um, you know we got we have three really good teams besides us. Well, four all the, in that region coming over here to play. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's gonna it's a whole different format. So I think it's going to be a lot more fun than it's been. You know where you actually do have at least an opportunity that if you do get beat, you have an opportunity to maybe have an ad, a chance to advance still where. You know, in the past, that Monday game or the regional game, the the single elimination, it, it's tough. It's it's tough to play. It's tough to deal with. It's tough to, you know, you get a guy who's hot on the mound, um, which we face just like they've, you know, a prime example was last year with Eli, you know, going over to Summit and just pitching probably one of the best games he's pitched all year, where Summit's a really good baseball team. Um, so this, I think it's going to even things out a little bit more find out who truly are the two best teams coming out of our region and it'll make for a fun weekend. That's for sure. Hey Rob, last thing, and then we'll get you out of here watching your, your team's uh, highlights on Twitter. Kind of the first thing that pops out to me is that you've got a great berm there in right field, which is really more like a pretty steep inclined hill with that cougar and the, and yeah. the numbers, who gets to mow and maintain that thing? I mean, I've been on some side <laughs> inclines with a mower before. It's not very fun. Uh, well, luckily, we have a company that, that does it through the county, so we don't have to fool with it. Um, we uh, Again, I'm really lucky where I'm at because we have great parents, too. So we have some dads or, and some moms who are more than willing to go out, and they paint it every year and clean it up every year. Um you know, it's a it's a cool backdrop to see um, to watch a game from too. The only problem is that sometimes the kids throw the stones against the you know against the fence. So I know what's going on. I don't like it when they do that. But it's a really cool place to watch a game. Um, but luckily, we don't have to cut that grass. We do have a company that comes in that takes care of the school grounds. So good for us and. <laughs> They've been through the wall once or twice too. I I got to admit, I've seen them slide down that hill. Of, oh. uh, hey, they got a lot more nerves than I've got because I've seen them slide right down that hill into the fence. So, 
more power oh, yeah. to them than us for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rob, let's hope for a, a large and a well-behaved uh, crowd out there on, on Friday night when you guys host Columbia Central. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And, you know, uh, hopefully we'll we'll continue to play well and see what happens. All right. Thanks again for thanks, being John. here, Rob. That has been Centennial baseball coach Rob Boffman. Really appreciate his time today. Uh, of course, you can catch that region tournament this weekend. Uh, should be a lot of fun over at Centennial High School. Uh, we're going to take a break and then come back with some more spring sp sports postseason talk. So stick around. Hockey in Music City just hits different. It's one big honky-tonk party. It's the sea of gold in the crowd. The goals, the saves, the celebrations. It's an experience like no other. Don't miss a minute of the action this season. Visit NashvillePredators.com slash tickets to get your seats today. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. And we'll see you at Brimstone Arena. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. We're back with more here on Main Street Preps this week. And just looking down, sort some of the postseason tournaments, Tyler. Um, man, that Division II AA Middle Region baseball tournament that happened last week caught some headlines. Um, it had really everything you you could want, and, and then some in a in a tournament. I guess you know we recorded this show about a day before uh, you broke that big news last week about the Innsworth Father Ryan game. But just take us through kind of the sequence there and, and what happened. Um, to Innsworth season and how Father Ryan was able to go on. And, and now they're kind of in prime position uh, to, to try to get to the state final four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just kind of look down the line of all the stuff that happened in that uh, Father Ryan gets all the way through the bracket. Um, the lower seeds kind of tend to win out. Uh, Innsworth's mishap, which is, of course, unfortunate, kind of just gains some national attention because uh, uh, our you know, circuit aggregated it, and a lot of people I think it caught a lot of people's attention because of that. And um, and then you got the top seed Lipscomb, which looked like the strongest team, pretty convincingly coming in, getting beat twice, and then now you've got CPA kind of rounding back into form uh, into the powerful team they've been in recent years. So just like, uh, and then of course, Father, you know, the the up more national attention was the Father Ryan catch against Lipscomb that made number three on ESPN's top 10. So you're just talking about just so many headlines from this, from this one event, but anyways, yeah. Innsworth's mishap was tough, man. I felt, I just felt bad for everybody involved. I think father Ryan probably thought uh, that their team was good enough to, to win that series regardless. Uh, and you know, they didn't need the help necessarily. And it would have been fun to see that go to a game three that, you know, seemed like a pretty competitive series. And then you just hate it for Innsworth's, you know, players and seniors. Um, just, I, th I saw a lot of people chime in and kind of blaming the, the TWS double a, I mean, that's, that's their rule. And you, when it comes to a forfeit situation, coaches just have to know that rule. 
Maxwell did not hesitate to self-report it the next morning uh, to the TSSAA. So that's good on him. There was no trying to wiggle out of the situation. I think he, by doing that, he took a lot of he took some blame, and um, you just hate it for hate it for Connor Cobb, who had a no hitter with 16 strikeouts. But probably the lesson in the future is no hitter or not. Um, when you're getting close, I don't know how close you want to get to that pitch count limit. Just pull a guy. I mean, especially when you're talking about a, you know, what about the guys that helped score the five runs? I kept coming back to that. You know, the no hitter is important, but what about the guys that played in five runs? Uh, they have to lose the game. I mean, that's just, uh, that's unfortunate for them. And I, you know, it just sucks that it happened, I guess is all I have to say. I don't know. What, what was your, what was your read on it, Russell? Yeah, you really have to hate it for the seniors there. I mean, you know, Connor Cobb will be back next year. Vanderbilt commit is he's a junior and he's still got another chance at this thing. But yeah, just to go out like that really, really stinks. But, um, you know, credit, credit to the Innsworth coach for having the integrity to self-report that. And I'm sure that was an excruciating call to have to make, but um, it was the right thing to do. It's the rules in place for a reason to protect uh, these young kids' arms. I mean, we were just talking with Rob a minute ago about their ace you know, dealing with some, some injury stuff. And I mean, you just see it across the board. There's, there's guys, high school kids that have to have Tommy John surgery or, uh, you know, either in high school or shortly afterward. Um, and you just hate to see that kind of stuff. So anyways, um, but credit to father Ryan though, for taking advantage, uh, James Henson making that catch in center field, just taking the, the hit against the wall, like a champ bouncing right up. And, um, Good work by Brett Hyde too to, to get that Brett Hyde to get that video. I'm sure he's going to be, uh, you know, talking about that ESPN hit that he got. Even though they didn't they didn't necessarily credit him, he's going to be talking about that for a while. So uh, that's a shame. Yeah, there isn't really a better hype man. I don't think in any sport around than Brent. Uh, you know, if ESPN didn't give him a shout out, we sure can. I mean, uh, obviously he's a Lipscomb dad, uh, but he's really kind of a D2 AA middle region dad. He doesn't, he never shies away from highlighting those other teams. And um, so we should probably give Brent a shout out if nobody else will. And we can stand alongside him as, uh, you know, somebody that didn't get credit for our work <laughs> in that whole situation. And in, in the uh, it, Barstool at least linked over to us, but uh, there were some other sites that did not, but we'll, we'll leave those nameless for now. Uh, moving on to softball. I got to see a good one last night, DCA and Columbia Academy in the middle region, uh, division two, single A middle region title game. That one went a long time, Tyler. I was there for, you know, five plus hours. It turned into a double header because Columbia Academy forced that if necessary game. And so um, anyways, Columbia Academy is now in the, the driver's seat there to get to the back to the state final four. Uh, DCA is going to have to do it the hard way, host a series this weekend against Grace Christian Academy from Knoxville. And then the winner of that will play USJ for a spot in Murfreesboro. But um, yeah, you know, these are the teams that met for the state championship last year. Now they've played three really close games uh, this year. DCA, of course, got one last week, sent Columbia Academy to the losers bracket in that tournament, but certainly still a chance that they'll, that they'll meet again um, in a few weeks in in Murfreesboro. Yeah. Did they, did they look like teams that, that had, I don't know. They met for the title last year. Did they look like two teams that could meet for the title this year? I th- we probably had our Mo, our uh, uh, counterpart Mo Patton covering that game last year, so he might be a better judge of of those of that talent. But I mean, do you think DCA can get through and this could happen again? Yeah, maybe so. I, I guess it'll really just kind of depend on how their pitching holds up. You know, having to play those extra games this weekend is going to be 
uh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot on uh, Bailey Shepard. And then their second pitcher is Madison McHenry, um, an eighth grader who, who looked really impressive, by the way. Uh, I know the, the stat line didn't necessarily show it on the pitching. Um, evidently, she hadn't pitched in a couple weeks, but uh, she's looks like a great hitter, had a home run, had a couple others that uh, would have been home runs if she wasn't so out, far out ahead of the pitch. I mean, just clearly going to be a really talented hitter and, and pitcher in the years to come. So when you pair her, her with Shepard, who's only a sophomore, I mean, you know, even if DCA doesn't get it done this year, they've they've got a really bright future with with a couple stars there. Yeah, that's crazy. Both uh, those players so young. Yeah, and then Columbia Academy too. You know, they lost a lot of their good seniors from last year, but they still have a few seniors this year. And what I wrote about today, you can find it on the MainStreetPreps.com, was um, they have a sophomore class, kind of a budding sophomore class that's playing really well too. So, so yeah, certainly two teams that could that could meet again. We'll just have to kind of see how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of moving on to um, to soccer. You know, that's where I was last night. Uh, and of course, you kind of caught some soccer as well. Grace Christian finds a way to beat Donaldson Christian uh, with. You'll have to tell me again how many uh, how many penalty kicks they needed, but you kind of caught that. Uh, GCA moving <laughs> on and now in good position after after winning that that title game. Yeah, I thought I could just run over there and get a quick video of the of the game winning penalty kick, and uh, but turned out to be a long shootout because it was just such an evenly matched game. You know, the whole hundred minutes went by without a without a goal, and then both teams actually had to use their entire starting lineups, or I guess who was ever left in their lineup, um, all eleven players, including the goalie, uh, as shooters, and finally uh, Ty Peterson had had the kind of the game winner at the end uh, to win five four on on PKs. But yeah, just. I, you can't get any more evenly matched than that, but Grace Christian, of course, that defending state champion, still alive just by the skin of their teeth in the middle region tournament. Yeah, and I don't know how Division Two does those uh, those post or those overtimes. I know that last night I was at uh, I was watching Ravenwood and Franklin in the in the District Eleven AAA semis. Really crossed my fingers for no overtime because I believe they do. Two 10-minute overtimes, no golden goal, and uh, if it's not settled then, then you go to penalty kicks. That's a long – that's like a hockey postseason – or, a, I'm sorry, a hockey overtime situation. You you better settle in if the teams go to go to an extra period. So, uh, yeah, kind of on yeah, the public school side, that was – yeah, go ahead, Russell. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, that's, that, that's what it was at DCA. So, that, I mean, that game took well over two hours last night. It was the same oh, situation. Man. Yeah, 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 that's a long time. Um, so yeah, going kind of to the pub, the division one, uh, side of things, um, Ravenwood lost to Franklin last night, two to one. That one did get settled in regulation. Uh, and then you, I kind of look over to the 10 double a district tournament where, uh, MLK beat Hume fog to advanced, uh, to play Valor. The thing you hate about that postseason setup is that you've got, you know, really, MLK and Human Fog are really teams that ought to be deeper in the postseason because they're such small districts. They have that elimination semifinal, which is just too bad. I mean, you hate that. Um, it's how it is, so nothing you could do. But it will change, I know for sure, in District 11 AAA next year. That'll be a bigger district, so won't be necessary to have that early of an elimination game. Um, so that's a couple things going on in those districts. Then you've also got Antioch and Hillsborough, of course, meeting in their finals. Uh in that district. So that'll be interesting. The 10 double A's really kind of been, you know, Valor being the state runner up last year. Uh, that's been, 
that's been a pretty competitive one uh, in recent history. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how Hillsborough and Antioch kind of move on after this too. Yeah, I'm interested to see how both those both those games go because looking at the regular season, uh, the MLK Magnet Valor Prep uh, game was scoreless. It was a scoreless tie, and then uh, the Antioch Hillsborough regular season game was a 1-0 win for Hillsborough. So clearly, some tightly contested games, and uh, would expect the same on Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, you got tennis uh, wrapping up its district tournaments this week with the regional and sectionals to kind of play out through this weekend and next. And then track uh, most, I believe, maybe even all the Division One sectionals are done. So that that state meet is uh, about set in those Division One, And then Division Two is, is knocking most of that out this week. So it's really getting close to the spring fling uh, doorstep. Um, I don't know. I've always found that to be a fun event, Russell. It's pretty you're kind of running around Murfreesboro a little bit, but it's not, even though Murfreesboro has got some traffic, it's, it could be covering a spring sports uh, final week could be definitely much tougher. I, I think people need to realize it's you're jumping around one city, but you're not jumping around an entire region. I I've had a lot of fun every time I've covered it, even though I'm usually completely exhausted by, by the time it's over. Yeah. It's one of those where you kind of have to drag yourself home and, you know, drag yourself into the house afterwards. Cause it, it, really is and it all in one central location right because if it you know if they did the baseball tournament in one city and the softball tournament in another we would kind of just have to cover one or the other it'd be really hard to be you know across the state or you know an hour or two away even uh to, at, in multiple places so it works out well and looking forward to that tyler on the way out though let's uh uh, talk about your golf story real quick. You you had a really oh. unique story on the on the site this week uh, with Battleground with the Battleground Academy senior who won a big time scholarship, and you actually got to go out and and have him be your caddy um, for a round uh, over the weekend. Uh, pretty pretty interesting story there, and and some some great details. Um, just tell us for anybody that missed that story, just give us kind of the the four one one. Yeah, it was kind of a shameless request by me, you know. Uh, to ask him to do that. Of course, if he just, if it, and this is Christian Wyndham, by the way, he's a BGA senior, uh, that, that scholarship is a full ride to, uh, I can't, I think it's a select number of colleges you can apply for. I don't believe you can, I'd have to double check. I don't believe you can pick necessarily any university. Uh, you know, you couldn't maybe get into Harvard with this, but there, I mean, he's going to Northwestern, so he's got a great landing spot that he's going to have his uh, room and board and, tuition paid for uh so it's a it's really an incredible scholarship but he was nice enough to do that for me at harpeth hills uh, he didn't have to i think he carried some bags that morning at bellmead country club so he he doubled up or you know for that day tripled up if you count you know they caddy at bellmead with for two golfers m- most times so it's two bags on your shoulder you're uh and then you're oh, wow. you're kind of guiding or following both players so yeah it was really cool it was um it was neat to talk to him and just have that. It was definitely weird. Uh, he was nice enough to show up in his Chick Evans Scholar b- uh, bib, which was awesome. But everybody was really looking at me like, why does this guy have a caddy at Harpeth Hills uh, right now? And um, <laughs> I kind of wrote this, but the, the your caddy's job is literally to watch all of your shot results. That is not good for me as somebody who overthinks golf just in an extreme way to the point where I'm pretty nervous. It, but it was a lot of fun. And he, you know, I guess what's cool is they do give good advice and um, it was neat. He's a great kid. Got a great future. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that. 
And as you'll see in the story, uh, Tyler's trusty three wood failed him a couple of times. But anyways, you'll have to check. You'll have to read Pretty the story bad. for those details. This is the kind of yeah. stuff you're not going to find on the internet anywhere else. Uh, so be sure to check that out and stay tuned. Be um, stay tuned to MainStreetPreps.com all the, all week for spring sports coverage. Uh, we'll we'll be with it all the way through spring fling and then even after that too. So check that out. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you next time on Main Street Preps this week.